0: Hello and welcome to the 4Bronx Community Podcast. My name is Laura Levine Pinedo and I am the founder and the director of the 4Bronx Project. My journey has led me to such amazing neighbors with such interesting stories and I am ready to share them with you. I invite you to join us as we meet members of our community, such as small business owners and so much more. Let's support local and let's have a cup of tea together and chat about all things community. Good morning and welcome to another episode of the Four Bronx Community Podcast. Today we are joined by Beth S.K. Morris. Hi Beth, how are you? Good morning, great to be here. So Beth S.K. Morris, author of three poetry books, In Florida, 2010, Nowhere to be Found, 2014, and In the Aftermath, 9-11, Through a Volunteer's Eyes, commemorating the 20th anniversary in 2021. A Pinnacle and Firebird Book Award winner, an Eric Hoffer final, now included in the poetry of 9-11 archive at the Library of Congress. Her poems have appeared in Artemis, Avocet, Broadkill Review, Crosswinds, High Shelf, Oprah, and Pank, among others. Beth holds master's degrees in speech science, English language and literature, and a PhD in speech, language, and hearing science. She is a member of Hudson Valley Writer's Center, Poets House in New York, and the Academy of American Poets. She has also won book a Book Excellence Award. Currently, Beth is working on a hybrid collaborative poetry manuscript based on her late father's last notebook. So good morning again, Beth, and thank you for coming. It's so great to be here. So you are a riverdale resident
1: how long have you been yes, here? yes uh going going on 10 years in in october and which part of riverdale do you live in uh we are in the north north riverdale in skyview
0: oh sky please tell me you go to the pool it's the most gorgeous oh pool. yes of course i know so many people there. are yeah, like jealous. we don't go to the pool <laughs> and i'm like what if i live there i'd go to the pool every day Which are you in the middle building? No, we are jokingly what my friends called.
1: We live we live in uh, in Westchester with the last fifty nine thing. (laughs) Fifty nine. They said, "Oh, you oh you live in Westchester, very close to the Yonkers border." It's true. So true. But it's really, really we have all the forests around there. You know the green space straight to the river. Uh, and there's gorgeous, uh, you know, million dollar homes. And of course, uh, the college of Mount St. Vincent, yes. which is right there below
0: my window. You know, Skyview, they really know how to have a good time. I love it over there. Yeah. Yep, yeah, we do. Um, so you are an author and this is very important for people to know. I think all of us on some level, we were all affected by 9-11. Would yeah. you say so? Absolutely. Some way more than others, um, I remember personally, 9-11, I was in sixth grade. Mm -hmm. I was in school, and I just remember people, the kids getting called one by one for early dismissal. And then my mother came, and I'm like, what's going on? And she's like, the Twin Towers. I didn't even know what the World Trade Center was. I was such a kid, and um, my aunt and my uncle were there. Luckily, they made it out. And, um, you know, unfortunately for so many people, it was just... I just remember as a kid, it was, it was just a, a, an air over this community. And I've never seen people come together as I've seen in the aftermath of that. So where were you when this happened?
1: Well, it's interesting. You should start that out with the first question. I was home because in addition to teaching at... Uh, Westchester Community College, I had a business. I did corporate-level communication skills training, basically in the hotel industry. And my partner had booked us for the Marriott Hotel at Ground Zero at 9 a.m. on 9-11, 2001. And she called me the night before, and they said, they decided they didn't have enough... Uh, in their present budget to go in for a training
0: program for the employees so I was home and they told you this the night before yes wow I think everyone in New York City remembers where they were in that moment um so you were home you were in I was living living in in, Ossining you were
1: in in Ossining also on the Hudson River I can't leave my Hudson River for some reason you love the
0: Hudson River yeah so you're at home you see this happening um And you were watching this all day, as everybody else was?
1: We had a balcony that faced the Hudson, and as the day progressed, the ashes and the smell kept moving upriver. And the entire balcony and the windows and everything was covered with ash that far up the Hudson. So, uh, yeah, it was quite terrifying for everybody. My husband was working in Midtown and walked all the way up to Upper Manhattan to my my sister's place. Uh, and then, I don't know how he got home, he stayed overnight in their apartment and then walked to the Bronx from Upper Manhattan into the Bronx so his my brother-in-law could pick him up by car and take him home. So he was gone for about close to three days before I saw him again and knew he was safe. You were able to communicate? I was not able to communicate until he reached my sister's house.
0: So but, that must have know. been, like, a terrifying... Oh, yeah.
1: oh, and we were all terrified that the Empire State Building would be next, you
0: know? We just, Everybody was... You was, just didn't know what was going to happen. No, no. We had no idea. Um, so now you're home. Your husband got home. Yeah. Three days later. Yeah. At what point did you decide, okay, I have to do something? Uh,
1: shortly after 9-11, we decided to take early retirement and go to Florida. We had family there. And... Uh, Part of it was because of 9-11, really, and um, we were there for uh, 10 years before family brought us back, and the 9-11 museum was, op- was opening at that time, and um, my sister forced me to go down to the museum, uh, much against my will, and uh, when I walked onto Ground Zero, it all came back to me. And at that time, I was a member of the Hudson Valley Writer Center, and I began to write one poem at a time. And uh, that's how the book developed. The volunteer work, I got a call at the end of October uh, after 9-11 from some charitable organization that I don't recall, and they asked if the Ground Zero Relief Center warehouse that supplied all of the first responders at the Ground Zero sites. Um, Everything from boots to aspirin pills to everything. We had the whole warehouse loaded with their supplies. And... um, I decided to go down there on a trial basis, and I wound up staying from November to the following March of 2022, twice a week volunteering at the warehouse, delivering supplies to them. Also at the beginning, the first responders came directly to the warehouse. We didn't have the vans yet to deliver on site. So they would come in, you know, with all that debris and dust and everything all over them to change their jackets, their helmets, uh, you know, everything. And it was really incredible to believe.
0: So what inspired you to write this book of poems? Um, you know, what was the moment I have, to, I have to write poetry for 9-11 and to let people know the effects of it afterwards to the volunteers? Well, um, a couple of things. Going
1: down to ground zero again... Um, after all those years and and just confronting it all over again. And also, I had a little bit of a health scare. Um, on an x-ray, they found some, some shadows on my lung, and I went to see a specialist. Thank God, it was uh, just scar tissue from a result of the exposure to chemicals. But I thought about all the other people particularly the first responders that were there at ground, at uh, ground level, all those months, uh, they weren't so lucky. And uh, that's what inspired me to write the book, to represent them and to uh, to make it public. And um, my form is poetry. You know, I write poetry. There are many, many um, biographies and descriptions of what happened on 9-11, but uh, very few poetry books. I think i um, singular in that respect uh so that's where it started
0: right um and um i just want to read let's go through we have your book here in the aftermath mm-hmm. 9-11 through the volunteer's eyes do you have a favorite in here oh i don't have a favorite but let me introduce you to
1: what it was like to be a volunteer at ground zero please we would love to hear this okay um It was an art art studio that was converted to a, to the warehouse that put all these supplies in for you. We solicited donations as well. I had some contacts in the hotel industry and others through the business that I had. So I spent half the time on the phones and the other half trying to manage the warehouse, alphabetizing, unpacking, and it was a lot of work. Um, No heat. We sat there in jackets and uh, the smell was unbelievable, the gas smells. And I'll, I'll read you two poems that relate to that. Please. The first one is called No Relief. Uh, sometimes some of the firemen, in particular sometimes police, would come into the warehouse and somebody set up a, a cot in the loft so they were able to take a nap and, and relax and wash up upstairs. So this is called Non Relief, uh, No Relief. Narrow metal steps to the warehouse loft, bathroom on the left. The staircase sways, hard to keep my footing climbing up. He's leaning over the sink washing up, stripped down to his undershirt and work pants. I tell him I'm sorry for disturbing him, ask if he's done for the day Finished his shift down in the rubble. Just came in to clean up, grab some sleep, can't go home, have to dig, find my brother. Okay, and, and let me read you the lead poem in the book, which is called The Volunteer, which talks about some of the things that we did. Okay. Okay. The Volunteer, I was afraid of you, your coat tainted by debris, pieces of metal ground into your helmet, your eyes, narrow slits blinking, reddened by sleeplessness and smoke, your voice, hoarse and thin from poisoned air, shouting over the din of jackhammers, your demands where are the size 13 boots? Stronger pain pills. Afraid to question you. At first, find anyone today? Then, find anything today? Soon all my questions stopped. I sat on a crate in the back of the warehouse, pulled clothing from donation boxes, labeled socks, t shirts work gloves, avoided you, rope, shovels, cough drops.
0: I tried to give you what you needed. Thank you. So have you experienced, other than this scare that you mentioned previously, have you experienced any physical or emotional um, issues from 9-11? Well,
1: I want to talk to the first responders now and the people who are on site and who are in the community who may have lost people or are suffering still from the toxic effects of Ground Zero. I know when August comes around, it starts with a capital S. Uh, and uh, you need not to be alone. You need to be in contact with other people who are experiencing the same effects of PTSD 20-plus years later, as I myself am doing right at this moment. Um, And uh, there is a Facebook page that I think you should get in touch with. It's given me a lot of consolation and hope. Um, It's called The New Victims of 9-11. We are a Facebook group. Um, Sometimes it posts, unfortunately, obituaries for those we've lost since 9-11, 2001. Uh, But there's also some helpful information about where you can reach out on health issues, mental health issues. And it's a way of being able to be in contact with people who are still, uh, have experienced the same kinds of things that you have. And also... Uh, come out with us in the Riverdale community when we commemorate the 22nd anniversary. Um, we will do it at the garden right next to the Riverdale Country Day Store on Fieldston Road. There is a local memorial 9-11 garden in which we honor those who have passed away this past year from uh, 9-11 related diseases. Right. And I'd love for you to be able to join us. Keep your ear out and your eye out for uh, notices reflecting time and date, but we will be there. And we hope that everyone uh, who wants to and wants to be part of that community will be there as well. We welcome you all. So this garden is
0: by Fielston Day School? Uh, yeah, uh, up, up on Fieldston Road. Fielston Road. Yeah. Okay. Where, like what are the cross streets for? Because um, I did not know about this. I don't know. It's about, uh, I know the name of,
1: somebody will call call in and tell me the name of the garden that's there. Uh, But there's a section of it. If you go about uh, two blocks um, in from Marshalloo, about two or three blocks, right next to the school, there's a small garden there. And in the front, you will see the signage for the 9-11 memorial.
0: This is facilitated by Tom Healy? Yes. Who I... Admire and adore. So I just want to shout out Tom Healy. He does the nine eleven. He does the nine eleven Memorial Garden. Yes, yes, this is coming yes, back to me because I. He does the Inwood Memorial Garden as well. Yes, Good yes. Shepherd Church. Yes, he is and, a. And Mike also. Mike, yes, Mike. Mike and Tom, yes, yes, that's, yes. and um, Tom works at R and H during the summer right. at the pool. Right. So exactly. if you see Tom Healy, he literally is the best person hi Tom Uh, please let him know how appreciated he is and the beauty that he adds to as a matter of fact you
1: probably don't remember that you got in touch with me from uh from bbh from the bronx burger house when we were there right right and you told me get in touch with tom healy and that's how it started so
0: yeah tom healy is one of those yeah. people that he gives to the community and he does it so selflessly and that Inwood community that he has a facebook group for the Inwood. i don't know if you're on that yeah they are just such an amazing group of people that are so um into giving and just shout out to them and shout out to Inwood and Tom Healy so getting back um, sure what is the best way that we can honor the fallen but also respect and honor the survivors Um, you know people are this is far from this is never going to be over this uh, we will remember this for the rest of our lives and history and you know it just doesn't get any easier so any advice you can offer us how we can be there for people
1: Yes, I have a couple of important things. Um, Unfortunately, we still not have been able to make the, what they call the Zdroga Act, which is the 9-11 Victims Compensation Fund that was created after 9-11 to support the health issues and the survivors and all those who passed away from the effects of Ground Zero and uh, on 9-11 itself. And uh, every year it goes before Congress, and every year we have to fight to get it uh, recertified. And I ask you please to contact your Congress people, both in the House and in the Senate, particularly in the House of Representatives where where we need to really put the pressure on to make the extension of the Zadroga Act, the 9-11 Compensation Act, uh, fully funded um, in perpetuity so that the people who are suffering now and will in the future are still covered. And the other thing, of course, is to join a group that, uh, of people with like survivors or had friends and relatives who may have perished on 9-11 and since, uh, that you have a support group and there are many around that you could turn to. Um, You can turn to the 9/11 Museum and Memorial downtown, which has a list of all of those. I'm also a member of the what they call the Registry of Volunteers that worked at 9/11, and we are we have a special day, the day before 9/11, on the grounds on Ground Zero in front of the museum. There is a new memorial glade that was dedicated in 2022 to honor the 20th anniversary of the completion of the recovery at Ground Zero, in which the last piece of steel was brought up. And we are having a gathering at the museum uh, on Sunday, um, which will be the 10th of September. It begins in the morning, it's by invitation only, but if you are a volunteer and you're part of that registry or you are a member of one of the 9-11 families, all are welcome to come and uh, we will dedicate a new plaque there in its place for those who have passed away from 9-11 related uh,
0: illnesses and diseases since then. I'm really just blown away by this. This is just I really want to thank you for coming. This is so important, Beth. Um it's it's very emotional and um it's just it's just beautiful that you went there and you did this for to help the cause and and help people and I think there's so many family members now that you know, they lost people and it's just it just doesn't it, it never gets better. It just, you yeah. know, time goes on, but they it's I can't even imagine this. Um. And one other short thing. Um,
1: When they show the pictures of what's happened in Maui, in Hawaii, it is so similar to what we saw after 9-11. And uh, they're now worrying about the toxic effects of all the things that were burned, you know, the toxic chemicals that were burned. And it, telling people to avoid staying away as much as possible. Right. I want you um, to see outside the window
0: here in the office space. While you were here, the fire trucks just keep going back and forth. Um, I, just, I, I, I believe in signs, and I think that's a very positive yeah. sign for this interview.
1: Yes, yes. And uh, so um, when things like this happened... Mm-hmm. I remember a friend of mine in in Asining who was a a survivor. He got out from one of the top financial offices at Ground Zero. And I met him on the train coming back from one of my volunteer days. And I said, George, you know, how do you keep yourself going? He said, turn off the television.
0: (laughs) This is not the truth. So,
1: you know, I'm going to say to those of you who are, you know, in the same kind of position who are survivors of 9-11, that you try to limit yourself from seeing all of these disasters right now, especially this time of year. Um, Maybe it's a little bit of ostriching, you know, putting your head in the sand, but sometimes it's appropriate, you know, to walk away and to take a walk in the woods or wash your car, you know, do something, uh, you know, that takes you away from it. Disconnect, yeah. Yeah, disconnect, but not, not from us, not from your community. We're there for you
0: yeah no no but just disconnect sometimes seeing these images yes. bring back you know Especially horrible memories. a
1: disaster that is so it brought it was such a deja vu for me and I looked at it and In I Maui. said oh my goodness I gotta turn this off you know there's no way that I can go see this again you know so um did it take uh, a
0: while uh, for you may I ask like to get on an airplane after this yeah it did um I,
1: I uh, whenever I hear a low-flying plane coming down over the Hudson, right. it's still I still look up to see why is he flying so low? You know, for many years they didn't let you do that route into Manhattan, but that was released, you know, because of all the air traffic, and the planes now do fly very low over the Hudson River, and uh, it shakes me up. I go to the window every time I hear it to look out and see. Why is that plane flying so low? So I'm sure this is an experience that many people have, even if they weren't a first responder, they were at ground zero or they were in the Twin Towers and managed to escape. Um, Right. There's no, um,
0: it's always there. When you moved into Skyview after this 10 years ago, are you high up in Skyview? No, we're not, we're high, but we have an incredible view of the Hudson. But were you nervous being in such a big structure? No.
1: No. Uh, kind of, you know, uh, th- that's the other part of it. You know, when you've gone through this and you've seen all of this, you get kind of, uh, you know, I'm, I'm an old person at this point. I'm really deep into senior citizenship.
0: Not that deep. <laughs> Not that deep.
1: Give yourself some And, uh, and um, so I'm very grateful that I'm one of the lucky few. Who survived? And don't say, Well, I didn't dig down there. It's amazing. Uh, They will tell you at 9 11 Health Watch that there are people that came down with these diseases that only volunteered three or four or five times. And other people who were there every day for eight months, you know, from September until May until the site was completely uh, cleaned up. And never got anything. It was, you know, it's the luck of the draw, unfortunately. Right. That's that's the way life goes. So I'm very fortunate to have to be here and to represent. And uh, I'm,
0: gra- I'm grateful for that. that no, and thank you for telling your story and giving the people a voice and giving them an outlet. So it's really amazing to have you here. Where can we find your book if we want to purchase this? Okay. Uh, there's two places where you can get it. Uh, you can get
1: copies on Amazon, which is always easy. Um, But if you want a signed copy, you can go to www.poeticapublishing.com for signed copies of the book, and I'll be more than happy to send, the publisher will be more than happy to send you a signed copy. Um, And I'm grateful. I'd like to maybe leave with a little bit of a more helpful, hopeful poem, if I could finish off with that. Absolutely. We have time.
0: We do have time. I'm just going to ask you... Let me see. Before I do that? Yeah, yeah, sure. You don't have any more questions? No. You're the boss.
1: Okay. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, you had a question on the list about changing gears altogether what do i like most about riverdale and uh what businesses do i support yes we'd love to know okay i forgot to bring all my business cards with me so where do i start uh let's start lower riverdale um Right next door to you, there are guys, I forgot the name of the Riverdale Repair shop. They repaired a 50-year-old sound system for me so I can radio play my... Land? Radio, and, head, radio Land? Radio Land. Radio Land, 50 head, years. Head, a, 50, a 50-year-old sound system that I brought with me that I've had for 50 years that plays my vinyls and my Elvis Presley records. <laughs> and uh, cheer, cheer for these guys. And um, I've heard they've been in
0: business for over 50 years. Oh, right,
1: right, right, right. Yeah. So, uh, strength and continue, guys, because you're the only place you can go that somebody can repair this, you know, really old sound systems. And all you kids are going into back into vinyl records. Good for you. Yeah. The sound is never better than on a vinyl record. Believe me. You're hearing and this I'm here. I'm a big music <laughs> fan. Um, let's see. Restaurants, of course you know, the best veggie burgers I ever tasted, because <laughs> I don't do red meat, but my husband does, and the veggie burgers from Bronx Burger House, of course, and it's a kosher restaurant, but you got to go to Carlos and Gabby's, great Mexican food, and of course, uh, Grunbaum's, where we hang out every Sunday morning and get the best apple, apple turnovers you ever had in your life. Uh, oh all of them and the, t- the two key foods where i hang out one thing we lost our hardware store up in north cora right yeah and please please somebody out there who is in touch with ace hardware or any of the hardware stores we are 1500 units up in sky Skyview, and we need a hardware store in our community i don't want to drag myself into yonkers or southern you know all the way down broadway to get a a nail and screws you know right so somebody come in there and put in put back our dollar store too I miss the dollar store uh, but uh, um, all the restaurants around town and um, it's just great it's it's a walking town it's like a little village it is it and really we is. are in the country and of course not but not least Van Cortlandt Park my savior Whenever I get stressed or whatever, I take a walk in the woods and everything disappears and it's the best place to go for uh, walking and meditation and just working it off, guys. I see runners out there all the time, young people, old people.
0: It's a great place to be.
1: What is one thing you
0: would like to change about Riverdale overall?
1: well the parking situation you know is is miserable down here in lower westchester thank god i don't have to deal with it so much where we are almost in yonkers but um it's very very difficult to get a parking space and now with the outdoor dining and the double parking you almost can't get through the streets so that that's a real issue that we have that we have to deal with Um, And also, I'd like to see more, I'd like to see Riverdale Avenue become like one of the boulevards in Paris, which has the overhanging trees on either side that make a beautiful arch over Riverdale Avenue from top to bottom. They're on their way to doing it. I see a lot of tree planting. In North Riverdale, this is right? Yeah, uh, uh, on Riverdale Avenue, um, all the way down. And that would be really beautiful to see. These like mini gardens around the trees. I would like to see more of that.
0: Um, where can we connect with you? Like, Do you have an email if someone wants oh, sure. to reach out to you personally? Um, my
1: email is kind of funky, but its I'll spell it out for you. It's my first name, B-E-T-H, and then the letter S, all lowercase, and then the letter A, and the word bard. B A R D, so it's Beth's a at AOL.com. I know I'm back in the day with AOL, but <laughs> there you are. Uh, okay. And uh, also, I have a website which is www.bethsabard.info. And I'm also up on LinkedIn and Facebook under Beth's a Bard, uh, so you can contact me there. And um, I hope some of you firefighters, EMS personnel, uh, police officers that were down at 9-11 or had family members affected by 9-11 will join us in our new victims of 9-11 website on Facebook.
0: That would be good to see you and hear from you there. How can we help the people who are still suffering from the toxic effects of Ground Zero going forward? Uh,
1: Get in touch with 9-11 Health Watch. Get in touch with Mount Sinai. I'm talking to the first responders in particular right now. And get in touch with uh, the WTC health program at Mount Sinai Hospital, which is directing all, basically directing all of the uh, health issues. Um, And um, the, the fire department, NYPD, and, and uh, FDNY, they all have their own support groups in-house that uh, support and deal with this. And um, the Tunnel to Tower Foundation, which runs the, the, the run uh, based in Staten Island is also a wonderful source to be able to support. Uh, there are many different ways, but reach out first through your own organization. and and see what can be done, especially 9-11 Health Watch to keep yourself updated and where you can go and what you can do.
0: And also, um, did you want to let people know again about the upcoming plans for 9-11 Memorial here in Riverdale? Yes. Well, I'm not
1: so sure. I haven't heard from Community Board 8 yet exactly when um, when it's going to take place, but I'm presuming as of last year, we did it on the Sunday before 9-11, which would be September 10th. I'm not sure yet. It's not definite, uh, but keep yourselves posted. And uh, there will be signage out in the community, and we will contact you uh, to let you know uh, the time.
0: Okay. Um, Just a random fact for you. Now, you know that area pretty well down, Ground Zero. Do you know a restaurant called O'Hara's? It's right by the 9-11 Museum. It's a big Irish pub. Yes, I do. That is owned by a Riverdale man. One of the partners is a Riverdale man, uh, Jimmy Sheridan. And so um, if anyone is ever down there to go to the museum we asked just support O'Hara's it's a Riverdale um, one of the owners is from Riverdale so that's just a little fact I wanted to let you know
1: I also want to give a shout out to the New York City Fire Museum on Spring Street which was right next door to where the warehouse was uh, on 9-11 they do all their own uh, memorial also uh, which is a much more intimate memorial and remembrance of 9-11 it's a wonderful place to go they have um and they have a special room set aside for uh, 9-11 memories and memorials and for photographs of all the members of FDNY who perished that day. And uh, the story of 9-11 is beautifully told in a small way sometimes uh, the museum downtown, the 9-11 Memorial Museum, it can be overwhelming uh, but this is much more intimate, and um, your children, the kids, would really appreciate the old fire engines and everything. So I give a shout-out to, to FDNY and especially the New York City Fire Museum. It's a New York City treasure that you, you really uh, need to see, and I recommend it.
0: We're going to end our podcast with the poem that you want to read is there anything else about that you would like to add to our conversation this morning no just uh keep your hopes up
1: and uh we support all of you and um stay in good health and get yourself in touch where you should be in touch uh to all the volunteers and the people who were at ground zero helping to restore and remake a city and uh, really not just
0: our city, but the whole country. So we're gonna end with this poem from yes. Beth, um, her, one of her uh, favorite poems. I wanna thank KRVC uh, for you for allowing us to use this community space to record our podcast here every week. And uh, thank you, Beth, for coming and spending your morning oh, here with it's, us.
1: It's been really wonderful. It's gratifying to be here. What's the name of this poem? Uh, the poem is called In September. It's the last poem in the book. Um, and it talks about the swamp white oaks that are in the in the um, palisade in the plaza area of the ground ground zero memorial downtown. The the description of those trees is from a PBS television special called "The Trees," um, because of the 2020 COVID-19 epidemic on the 19th anniversary of 9/11 the names of those who were killed from the WTC terrorist attacks couldn't be read in person. Instead, the victims' names were broadcast over a loudspeaker on the grounds of the 9-11 Memorial and Museum in New York City, and guests were invited to live stream the families walking through the plaza, the gardens, the reflecting pools, and the colonnade of trees. So... Let me read this poem for you. In September, the Memorial, 9-11, 2020. Swamp white oaks, 400 in the colonnade, thrive in different habitats, survive hardships, tolerate drought, endure flooding, grow well in urban settings, in compact soil, in bedrock, shower the ground with acorns, with offspring, and here is the poem. The mother leans against the oak, rests her aging back, frees her hands to turn the prayer beads. The grandfather rests his cane against the trunk frees his hands to take a picture, his grandson's name engraved in the garden's granite wall. The sister leans against the bark, rests her tired feet from standing through the reading of the names. The husband rests his leg against the tree bends down finds an acorn to take home plants a new memorial in his wife's name be well
0: stay safe thank you so much beth for joining us and we will see you next time community on the next episode of the four bronx community podcast Well, friends, that wraps up another episode of the Four Bronx Community Podcast. If you would like to be a guest on the podcast, email me today at laurafourbronx at gmail.com. Join us next time.